0: Thank you for joining us tonight. With me is the wonderful Lee Welter. Well, that's kind jo- of you. Join us tonight. And Lee, it's always a pleasure to have you around. You know, <laughs> I always enjoy the conversations. But talking about enjoying conversations, you know, we as libertarians are now looks like we're able to more freely enjoy our free conversations because the DHS has put the disinformation governance board on hold, finally.
1: Well that's good because there's plenty. There's plenty of disinformation to be had. In fact, the people in charge probably have some of the worst uh, propaganda records of anybody.
0: <laughs> well, in history, right? The government is the biggest disseminator of of misinformation. And what's her name? Uh, Jenkowitz. We I, we just talked about it. We can't remember her first name. But this Miss Jenkowitz. If
1: I had to pick, I'd pick a name. I'd say <laughs> Janelle or <laughs> I forget her name.
0: But Jenkowitz, she resigned and kind of in disgrace quite frankly because her she is so clearly overly partisan and she was put in charge of a disinformation governance board that is so clearly just the name is actually more orwellian to me the name is actually more orwellian a name than yes. the ministry of truth
1: yes this is this is more ammunition for my one of my crusades that's that we should have free market school choice for every family so, children don't go to the government monopoly schools where they 're indoctrinated and uh, even a lot of universities there's only one way to think yeah
0: we've, we and that 's kind of the problem if if you talk about if you listen to her TikTok videos, right, she did some TikTok videos that were really cringeworthy. Go look them up. I mean, seriously. Oh. I should. We should. We One of these days, we're going to have to bring those clips in here and show these kind of things here. Well, but, well,
1: I think TikTok is uh, owned by the communist Chinese, or am I wrong? Well,
0: I think it was originally owned. I think the American version of TikTok is now owned by an American company. Oh, okay. but, but you know how those things, multinational corporations, mm. it's, but yes, it was originally a Chinese company. but. Her TikTok videos are really cringeworthy. She's like doing these nursery rhymes singing songs about misinformation. Oh, and I saw one of those, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's like, that is, and it just was, wasn't just cringeworthy. It's like so clearly partisan.
1: It was, um, uh, I'm trying to think, who was the, 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 the sing-song character. Uh, yeah, and, and it's just, it's this, she's clearly so partisan
0: that you can't, how can you have uh-huh. someone that is that steep in partisan, you know,
1: thought? Well, they're an expert on disinformation.
0: <laughs> yeah, the government's an expert on disinformation, which is probably true. You know, you, she had no problem spreading disinformation. But the one of the things that actually gets me is a lot of these left wing, left-wing journalists and and news people who are, would normally be for kind of the civil liberties were all for this kind of thing and they weren't thinking through that, you know, maybe, okay, maybe we'll give it for the sake of argument that the current people are in there and honorable and doing an honorable job, but the next guy might be worse than Trump and you're given to give them the actual keys to a to a disinformation governance board. How dumb do you really want to be? I mean, you just like you are not even thinking through their the co- potential consequences of their actions, the unintended consequences of
1: their yeah. actions. That's, Trump getting elected president was a little bit of a puzzle to me. And I thought he was sort of pushed by his opponents, I mean promoted, because he'd be an easy target for them. That
0: was literally one of the Clinton campaign strategies. Was, exactly. they, thought he was they wanted to promote him because they thought it would be easier to
1: beat. Yeah, but what they didn't keep in mind is that he was voting against Hillary Clinton, the butcher of Benghazi. <laughs> yeah. Well, they seem to forget that we live in
0: a world now where only maybe your actual support is maybe 30% of people who actually support you. Everybody yes. else is voting against the other guy. And so, yes. and so when you come into office, we think that they've got um, support when they really don't. It's just you're not the other guy. Yeah, That's right. They're polls. But how do you interpret those polls? Yeah, it's, I support this person. But do you support that person or you just support them? We were having a discussion here before the show about, you know, um, who do we vote for? It's, well, I like this person. I dislike this person (laughs) less than I dislike this person, so that's the person I'm voting for. Well, that's how you end up with bad governance, right? Because no one's actually supporting the people who are in office. They're just... Not supporting them less than, the, <laughs> than yes. the other
1: guy. And as a libertarian, I look for libertarian candidates and I wasn't very successful. Uh, well,
0: no, because we've also have as libertarians, as we know here, you know, we here on Access Sacramento get to speak freely. But when we go out to Facebook or YouTube or Twitter or into the rest of the social media world, we are often censored. And we've had to face that. You know, many of our shows here, oh, yeah, oh, we've well, gotten shows taken I, off fa- I, YouTube.
1: I've noticed that, yes. In fact, I, uh, I submitted a, uh, a, a transcript of a speech I gave. It was supposed to be a humorous speech for my Toastmaster Club several years back. And it was about the hazards of uh, uh, fluoride. Fluoride is poison it has no human benefit unless you use it as rat poison but the response was by the executive director of the medical society oh we can't publish this we support water fluoridation well why is that somebody's paid somebody else
0: yeah and that's the danger right if we're not allowed to freely speak then how are we supposed to know how are we supposed to know you know if you can put out your, you know, you should be allowed to put out your perspective on fluoride. And if they have a different perspective, they can put it out. And we are allowed to judge and ask questions and, and say, hey, maybe we should actually have some, somebody else do some research so we can have a third person tell us maybe, get some more people to tell us.
1: You favor schooling. That's very different than what we currently have. <laughs> well, you, yeah. Oh, there was, there was once somebody asked me to fill in... Um, teaching a graduate class that I w- he wanted to take a sabbatical. And so I, I agreed and I got my son to drive me down from Chico to the, the school uh, building. And I was, I was a little frustrated because some people in the class had background courses, human factors. It was accident prevention, was the size, the, the, or safety, was the, 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 the umbrella topic. And other people didn't have that background introduction at all. And so it was hard to, I would present a concept and it was second nature to some of the students and for the others, didn't Pickles. mean a darn thing. Except when there were evaluations, uh, most of the students said, oh, this is a waste of time. For me, I didn't get anything out of it, or it was repetition of something I've already had. One young woman said, he taught me how to think. I said, well, what, what such flattery? Well, <laughs> We I mean, need more schooling like that, don't we? Yeah, and well, talking to our, to our
0: kind of our Democrat listeners out there, you know, try to think is we'll put this into perspective, you know, the Democrat your Democrat support a disinformation board, but a conservative earthquake just happened in the, in the elections in, in Idaho. You know, Idaho, an already conservative state, if, yeah, you, if you is now going to become more conservative because the people who are more conservative won the won the primaries and of course they're going to win in the general elections. It's just like Democrats winning the general election here in California. It's just going to happen in Idaho. So so the primaries are the real election, right? Yes. And so, well, the more conservative people won in the primaries, so it means that the state is going to get more conservative, despite the fact that we've had a flood of
1: Californians flying, flying to Idaho.
0: <laughs> or maybe because of the fact we've had
1: oh, a flood yeah, of yes. Californians uh, fleeing to Idaho. One of my sons and family have been living there for a couple of years now, and I visited last November and i really liked it i enjoyed it and uh, in fact at a uh, approaching the checkout counter of a grocery store there was a youngster standing in the uh, the, the the basket the grocery cart i said oh be careful i said if you fall and you hurt yourself your mom will be really really sad and so then we we went through the checkout and and here she is with this youngster that she needs to keep after. I says, oh, if you don't mind, I'll just, I'll carry your things to the car for you, which I did and turned to leave. And she says, hope you don't mind. Give me a big hug, will you? I thought, "Well, wow, what luxury.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, but the point is for the Democrats is, this, is that, you know, just because you think that a, a program is good, if you lose control of it, if the, if the next election brings in a sweep of Republicans that you're afraid of, and you've actually set up a, a system of the disinformation you know, governance board, well, now guess what, you, now you've, you've literally given your biggest enemies control of information. Right, And so they're not thinking yeah. through these potential and, d- and the problems. And, and it, despite the fact that it hits them right in the face, that the election is right around the corner, that you've got this big red wave coming at you. And, but we're gonna put in a disinformation governance board and let this big red wave have control of it later on.
1: In and, my perspective, it's not propaganda that persuades people on what to think. It's how to feel. Yes. it's a f- Emotional feelings. Uh, yes, if they
0: want you to feel, because they don't. Want, because if you're feeling, you're not thinking. If yes. you're acting based on your feelings, then you're not thinking, and you're more easy. You're easier to control. Because if they can control your feelings, if they can control your emotions, then they can control you. And if they can't, they can't control you. If if you, if you're thinking, because they can give you all kinds of information. They can give you wrong information. They can give you right information. And they can give you information that's
1: neither. But what's but, wrong with us libertarians? In fact. <laughs> My perception, I could be way off track, but my perception is that if somebody's a libertarian, there's a good chance that they're an engineer or a computer programmer or a physicist, more accustomed to dealing with facts and logic than.
0: Well, I think that might actually come down, it's kind of a philosophical discussion uh, about how the libertarian is a mostly male, has been historically mostly male,
1: Oh but there's some some women who are really much yes right but but on men target.
0: are men are more interested in things and women are more interested in emotions and kind of generically speaking. And uh, so point. so you're going to get as a as you know libertarian is kind of a male dominated even though in leadership it's no longer male dominated but right. in, in in the rank and file it is. So that's what I would say leadership is kind of even but rank and file it's still male, male dominated. We have to admit that. But you know that's a problem that can be solved over time. But there's a reason for it that, you know, the male libertarians are programmers and engineers Mm -hmm. or, you know, people like me work on their physical work, our physical laborers work under their physical labors. It's it's because, you know, we're more interested in things and stuff and we don't we aren't so men aren't so, you know, driven by emotion while women are naturally more driven by emotion. Now, it doesn't mean you're you know, hardwired and coded to it, you can't kind of break out of that and you can't, women can't think and men can not emote. That's not what we're saying. We're just Uh, saying left to your normal natural devices. You tend one way and tend to another. There is a
1: masterwork that can be read uh, from a free PDF uh, download on Mises.org. Ludwig von Mises wrote a 800-page discussion of It's called Human Action. It's about economics. And he he makes this referral to, well, if you look at the hard sciences, you can predict the law of gravity or motion or whatever, Newtonian physics. Does there follow these strict rules? He said, but economics isn't quite that hard. It's more of a soft science. Economics still is more guidelines. art than science, I actually but, think. But there, but there are guidelines and that people have choice. They make what's the best choice for them. And if, if you're um, looking at capitalism or free markets, you're looking for people who find your product or your concepts more appealing, then we're gonna be moving that direction.
0: And that's, and sometimes emotion is a, is a you know, emotion it it's it a human be. value. Emotion, satisfying your emotion is a human value. Yes. And so it, it has a value for us. And, you know, and there is, you, you can, in a sense, put a monetary value on it, right? Is, you know, yes. this one product doesn't move me emotionally, so I'm not gonna buy it. This other product moves me a little bit emotionally, so I'm gonna spend my five, 10, 20, what, whatever dollars on it. You know, it's just like music. Or Some music moves you emotionally so you go off and you buy your, your concert tickets. Other music doesn't move you emotionally so you don't. Yes,
1: yes. <laughs> yes or even a product that said these uh, foods come from sustainable agriculture or humanely treated animals, animals or, or the like. And sure. Why and not? you're
0: willing to pay a premium for that. Some people are willing to pay oh, a yes. premium for that. Look at
1: John Mackey and Whole Foods. Yeah, it's, it's, there's a whole the whole paycheck. Yeah, there's a there's a. Whole, <laughs> there's a well, this. John Mackey started out with a socialistic concept, and then he realized this doesn't work in business. It's a recipe for failure. So, yeah. well, shift <laughs> gears. Socialism works in a in, a, in, in a small little group, but once you
0: have to kind of interact with the whole rest of the world, you have to find some way to navigate transactions, and economic, We call that economics. Yes, yeah, but speaking of economics and how the government can screw up economics the the Biden has invoked the Defense Production Act for the formula shortage that the government has created by the regulations <laughs> right the, the government shut one of the major production plants down because of an alleged contamination issue that they never actually found and then we've got labeling issues right you can't import um, the formula. Which is the same formula, same basic formulas in, in Europe and Canada, but you can't import them here because the labels are wrong. Not because it's dangerous, not because we can't prove that they're safe, none of that. No, no, no. The label is wrong because we as Americans are somehow too stupid to understand European or Canadian labeling. I
1: <laughs> it sounds like a, a Reagan uh, comment. We're here from, from the government and we're here to help you. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <Get in. laughs>
0: It's like, and and then they're going to go take credit for. Oh well, we're going to reproduce. We're going to get these uh, formulas back on the on the shelves. We're going to restart this plant. We're going to make an agreement to get this replant restarted. But you caused it all in the first place. And I get wanting to be safe. Maybe even you know, abundance of caution, shutting the plant down. I can understand that. But if you're going to do that, don't you want the other side? Okay, if we're going to shut this major plant down, we're going to have to loosen up some of these other rules in conjunction, so we don't have this problem. It's just they're not thinking. It's, again, we've seen it in the last not two years. Thinking where they don't think far enough ahead.
1: Yeah, yes, just the next step. The, the, the feeling over, overwhelming reason and uh, evidence and logic. In fact, I was mentioning an example that Thomas Sowell included in his book, Basic Economics. Excellent read about uh, uh, rent control in New York City. I don't know if that's worth going into right now. or
0: Yeah, well, rent, rent control never works. But <laughs>
1: well, well, well yeah. it and depends he, and what you do. talking talked about why, yeah, yeah. because the, uh, the honorable landlords can't afford, with, with, the, with the ceiling on, on the rent, they can't afford to maintain their place properly. So ultimately, they have to sell out to unscrupulous landlords uh, who can't keep the place up. But they can torch it and collect the insurance and convert it to commercial property.
0: Or you take your, your mom-and-pop landlord who can't afford it, and they end up selling it to, a, uh, to corporate landlords who can kind of afford it. But then everybody complains about the corporate landlords owning all the properties. Yes. And it, but you've created the mess yourself. You've yes. literally created the situation where it's now corporations can now make more money investing in rental properties than they can in building houses and selling them. <laughs> you know, yes. we've you've created this this condition.
1: And there are ripples that continue downstream. For example, I heard somebody say, Oh, um Donald Trump was a slumlord. And I thought about that. I said, Oh, you mean he was able to provide affordable housing for people in New York City? <laughs> Isn't that an accomplishment? No,
0: no. No, I mean yeah, we don't have it's just this: uh, we complain about affordable housing, but then we complain when people try to build it. Oh, we sure. don't have affordable housing, but then, oh, we can't have growth. We can't because urban sprawl is bad, or or we can't have development that we can't tightly control. Like here in Sacramento, we have the rail yards have sat empty for t- t- for a last for a decade, despite the streets being laid and the services being there. Oh,
1: uh, yeah.
0: Sure. And it's sat there and it's for an empty for a decade because they wanted to tie it to a soccer stadium. But while my neighborhood's getting destroyed as housing prices are going through the roof you know my house is now worth like almost dollars. Whoa! It, when it's a little dinky house on a little dinky postage stamp and it shouldn't be that much but it's literally ripping my neighborhood apart but it shouldn't be because we ha- we have the ability to do infill a large huge infill that we haven't
1: done i thought that was going to be resurrected by uh Developing a, uh, a commercial uh, innovation industrial center re- connected to UC Davis.
0: Well, my neighbor, my neighborhood is kind of has this connection to UC Davis. My house is going to get insanely. I live three blocks from this whole new big UC Davis thing. My house is going to, it's going to be an kind of insane uh, valuation. It's going to be stupid in a few years. This is going to be stupidly oh, high. Don't. It, don't. No, we're not going to be able to afford to keep it. It's it's, it's, it's going to be so expensive that we're not going to be able to be afford to keep it. It's it's what's going to happen. It's because me and my it, anyway complex You'll legal it out. complex legal issues. But it's good. We're not going to be able to afford to keep it, and so we're just you know as likely as what's going to happen.
1: Oh, that's right. It'll be reassessed, which means your property taxes are going to go through. No, the it roof. won't be
0: reassessed. It's just at some point it's a family. Tr- the house is it's a family trust issue, and it's a legal issue with you know Fair transfer enough. of ownership. My grandfather built the house, so it's a homestead.
1: Oh and yes. so
0: we, we've kept it as a family it's, fa- it's owned by the family not by an individual and so in, at some point it becomes you know you look at the, the bank account system and you know it doesn't work the, fi- the liquid assets and the non-liquid assets become so sounds far out of balance sounds that, complicated
1: but yeah. that's alright we don't have to yeah, talk too it's, far beneath a, the surface. we've
0: gone into the weeds that no one, no one really here cares about so <laughs> me and Lee got talking about stuff um, but, but so up, speaking of talking to stuff Elon Musk and Twitter, this is whole big brouhaha right, of Elon Musk trying to buy Twitter and everybody's yes. complaining about...
1: I haven't quite figured it out. What's, if, if somebody buys stock in a company, do they get tormented about their, their purchase?
0: Yeah, well, what's happened is now one of the executives, one of the Twitter executives, and it's not one of the high executives. It's like he's a brand manager or something. He, he's, he sells advertising, one of the advertising executives on Twitter. He always says he can't take Elon Musk seriously because he has Asperger's syndrome.
1: Oh, like me. My wife has diagnosed me already, so. My son has
0: Asperger's syndrome. There's questions whether, you know, my anxiety disorder may be Asperger's or maybe anxiety disorders. You know, it's kind of, it's a borderline issue, you know, and at some point, you know, it doesn't matter. Because, you know, it doesn't matter. Ultimately, does it, what label you stick on it, is it, if it's anxiety disorder or if it's Asperger's syndrome, doesn't right. actually matter which label you stick on it. You know, it's still me. Yes, and yes. that's the point. And you also admitted in this Project Veritas, one of those undercover videos that Project Veritas does, is that they've admitted that they're, uh, commie as heck, shall we say, <laughs> a word that we are not can't say here on <laughs> on our public access TV show, <laughs> that the Twitter staff is commie as, as uh, can possibly be. So they're communists. They don't care about free speech. They don't. You know. The, all they care about is their viewpoints, promoting their viewpoints. And this was admitted on tape. And we uh, wonder why. Yes. And, you know, we, you kind of don't like its undercover videos. You know, you got some guy drinking and, and sitting there just kind of spilling the beans, complaining about the new work status. You know, it's it's kind of unfair. You know, as a libertarian, you kind of don't like it. But it's also routine. It's what the media's been doing for ages to the rest of us. So, you know, you. It, it, so me, I have, a, I have this weird feeling about this whole thing. It's like I don't really like this kind of Project Veritas videos where you're doing like this. But I do like the fact that these clear violations of humanity, that these people, these they say one thing out of their mouths. And then yet, at the other side of the mouths, when the doors are closed and the, no one else, and they don't think anybody else is listening, they're completely different people. They're not inclusive. They're not caring. They're not empathetic. They're not sympathetic. They're not loving. They don't care about their the actual world surrounding them. They care about their own viewpoints and their own and their own worldview. And I, I think
1: it's terrific when the truth gets brought into the into the open by how, whatever means.
0: Yeah. Well, see, I'm not a by whatever means possible person, but I, I do like the fact that we get to hear these truths that we've all. But we all kind of knew it. I mean, does anybody ever think that we didn't really know this? We're just kind of confirming things that we already knew it's kind of you know but I, I'm i a very humanist person so I don't like you know kind of this taking somebody and kind of throwing them up into feeding them to the proverbial wolves regardless of who they are but at the same time this is a person who has no problems silencing our voice and so you know there's There's a there's a balance line to that and I don't know where to strike it So I'm kind of happy that it's done But I'm also kind of wish that we didn't have to get to this point where you have to do these goofy private You know sneaky videos to release these kind of things people should be more free to speak their mind freely speak their mind We all have opinions
1: well James O'Keefe has uncovered some interesting things and uh, yeah, I think he survived uh, the uh, legal uh, barrage that he's faced at times.
0: Yeah, well, because he does actually he, he does do things in a sense legally. He doesn't violate the law. He may violate ethics. He, he may violate our he may violate our ethics. You know, our, our vibe of ethics are our, 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 what we may individually feel is fair play, but he doesn't violate law. But, you know. Okay. So that's the...
1: But he's. Uh, but he's he's making a video record, and if if everybody being recorded, gives permission, then it's all right. But if they don't give permission and it's being done surreptitiously, well, in some
0: states you can. It depends on the state. Some states it's a one-sided law. Oh, I see. And if you're in public place, you don't need, you know, you don't need the other person's permission. That's good point. And so you know, there's some there's some ethical issues. Not legal issues, ethical issues. He's very careful about not crossing legal lines, right? But there's some ethical lines that you know I personally wouldn't cross, but but in the media does it. News media do it all the time when they do the sting operations. You know they record the sting operations of like the mechanics or the or the dishwasher repairman. You know when they come and record the dishwasher repairman and they do those. They used to do those consumer reports things. It's no different. It's really no different than that. So, you know it, it's. I, I, you know, I do, I have this weird, so I sit on this weird uh, dim feeling about this whole thing.
1: Besides, um, I did read that Musk is, has a family background in South Africa. So he's seen the influence of government, apartheid, white control, apartheid, black control. And well, he's seen the danger the of
0: controlled speech, how, yes. how it's actually disintegrates your culture.
1: Oh, yeah, not just speech, but control of property. They said, oh, this isn't fair. Those white farmers have been taking advantage of us all this time. We're going to put black farmers in charge. Yeah, and then you and have people, people starve
0: sh- because the people, the farmers, weren't actually farmers. Yes. Yes. And Rather than, okay, let's figure out a way to, to give you, get you some resources so you can buy the farms from them right that would would be my solution hey let's get you some money there's lots of people who want to donate money let's get you some money so you can buy the farms from these from them and create your own business right that's how you get the farmers back and without actually creating more violations of human rights you don't solve a violation of human rights with a violation of human rights <laughs> it's it all you like end up with is more
1: violations of human rights. like a libertarian <laughs> world. <laughs> That's what we're pushing for, isn't it? It's a, it's a, how do
0: you understand you can't violate human rights, you can't be mean to people, you can't be inhumane, and then expect not to have the, have the world be less humane? It's like we in the, in the world today, we've been fighting the last 10 or 15 years, we've had this, this concept where we're fighting racism with more racism. We're using racism to fight racism, and then we're surprised that there's more oh, racism crazy.
1: around. Oh, yes, it's, yeah. Uh, one
0: plus one is two, you know, and so yet we've added racism, we fight it with racism, and then we're surprised that we end up with more racism. So we've got about a minute left. Um the stock markets we're going to cover the stock markets have been crashing this this last week uh dropping off the end of a table for those of us we're not surprised at all
1: I hate this term inflation currency devaluation is the correct is actually what is
0: actually happening there yeah. is two different inflation and currency devaluation it, are the, actually two different it, things
1: the federal reserve is like um legalized counterfeiting if you and I printed money we'd be in prison for it but no those people We're printing money for the government to spend.
0: Print thousands of dollars and restrict economic activity and things collapse and we are out of time. Thank you, Lee. Thank you guys for joining us. Join (laughs) us next week here on Libertarian Counterpoint. (laughs) We want to thank Access Sacramento. And we want to give Gail Morgan our our behind-the-scenes hand. A lot of help for doing this. A lot of thanks for doing this. Love everybody. And please remember to love everybody. (laughs) Good night.